The world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting. But that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Grace for My Home. I am sitting in my car in my van, waiting for my youngest son, Caleb, at soccer practice. We were supposed to have soccer practice last night, and we got we got here, and it was canceled. It was rained out. So we came back again tonight, and then we'll have it again tomorrow night. So this is my office today, my van. This is where I work. But um, it's it's getting a little chilly outside, which I'm excited about, I'm sure, in about six months, I'll be ready for the sun. I'll be ready for the warm weather. But right now, I sure do look forward to autumn. I sure do look forward to cold nights and cuddling and blankets and warm cups of something. You know, since we have opened this coffee shop, I have gotten such an education in coffee. I've always loved coffee. Like I knew this was a good fit for me because I have always loved coffee. But I, you know, I just, there's so much to learn. There's so much out there. And, you know, I knew that people liked pumpkin spice, but I didn't know. Like I knew it was a thing, but I didn't know how much of a thing it was. And we had people calling the shop, you know, a month before we even thought about it and asking, when is your pumpkin spice coming out? And so I I liked pumpkin, you know, I'm good with pumpkin spice, but I had no idea how big of a deal this was in a coffee shop during the fall months. So my sister and I, we got to do probably the funnest part of owning or working in operating a coffee shop is coming up with drinks. That's the funnest part. Like it doesn't get much more fun than that. And so we try to come up with all these fall flavors and and see to do that you have to go to all these other coffee shops and see you know kind of what they're doing and and what's new and and you know put these different tastes together and we have really come up with some great coffee drinks for fall this year and I am I'm drinking way too much. We have a delicious cold brew. Now this is not a commercial, okay? I know don't you don't live anywhere close. I'm just telling you that this has been a fun part of being a part of the coffee shop. We have a delicious cold brew coffee with a pumpkin sweet cold foam on top. It's just enough sweet. You know, I don't like a lot of sweet, so it's just enough sweet that seeps down into the cold brew to make it yummy. And 
delicious. We also have, of course, a pumpkin spice latte, but we've also got a pumpkin pie frappe. Anyway, just a little bit about running a coffee shop during the fall. And it's it's a big deal, right? <laughs> pumpkin spice is a big deal, in case you didn't know. Um, but today I, I wanted to talk with you. I've been praying about what to share with you. And I want to share something with you that I, my prayer is it will be an encouragement to you, that it will be something that will will help you. And that's what my whole podcast is for. The only reason that I do this is because I love mamas. I love children, and therefore I love mamas. And I think that God has so entrusted to us part of his plan, and that is children. And he trusts us with them. And even though a lot of times we find ourselves in this position where we feel unqualified or uneducated or, you know, just don't even know, you know, how to do this, but we want to do it well, God believes in us and he helps us along the way. And so many times along the way, he has been gracious. He has helped me when I just felt like a failure. He has always been there to say, it's okay, get back up, keep on going. I'm going to show you how to do it better. And so that's what I want to share with you is a couple of those nuggets, a couple of those things that when I felt like, oh, I'm the worst mom in the world, that he would whisper in my ear or help or show me, try it this way. But today I want to talk with you about being emotionally available for our children. And instead of telling you, not giving you like five steps or, you know, which, which there's nothing wrong with, but instead of doing that, I wanted to read you a story, a story from the Bible that has been a reminder to me throughout the years about the importance of being there for our children and how to love them well. And you, you, I'm going to read it to you and you're going to, and when you hear it, you may say, well, what on earth does that have to do with being there emotionally for our children? I want to read to you from the book of Genesis, starting in chapter 34, verse one. And it's talking about Dinah, who was a daughter of Jacob. And this is what it says. Dinah, the daughter of Leah, whom she had borne to Jacob, went out to visit the daughters of the land. When Shechem, the son of Hamor, the Hivite, the prince of the land, saw her, he took her and lay with her by force. He was deeply attracted to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the girl and he spoke tenderly to her. So Shechem spoke to his father, Hamer, saying, get me this young girl for a wife. And it goes on and tells about how what happened next. And Dinah's brothers were very upset about what happened here because they dishonored their their sister. And it caused a rift between the people of the land where they were dwelling and Jacob and his sons. But I want to talk with you about Dinah. You know, Dinah, you, I think it's safe to say she is part of a dysfunctional family. If you have read any, any part of Genesis and about Jacob's life and his children, you know, Jacob had 12 sons in all. 
And he had those from four different women, and two of which were sisters. And those two sisters, Rachel and Leah, were constantly fighting over Jacob. They were trying to see who could have him the most sons. Leah was trying to to win his favor because he loved Rachel more. And so there's this constant tug of war. And it even spilled over into each of them giving Jacob one of their maidservants to have children for them through their maidservants. And so it I think that's safe to say that was a dysfunctional family. It even talks about how they would they would play him off with each other. If one had something the other wanted, then she would send the other sister in. And so there was a tug of war. There was a fight. And here's Dinah. You don't hear much about her because the constant the, they, they were after men, right? They were after boys to carry on the lineage and to please Jacob. Well, here's Dinah. She's caught in the middle of this. She is a girl, a woman. And you notice how it says that she went out to visit the daughters of the land. I think that's important. I think that Dinah was looking for fellowship, relationship. You know, she wasn't going off looking for bad things. She wasn't looking for a man. A man found her, but she was looking for companionship. She was looking for fellowship. And I think that this speaks to the fact that all of us, every one of us, are born with needs. You know, whether we want to admit it or not, whether we want to believe it or not, we are created for fellowship. We're not created to be to be alone. We're not created to be lone creatures. We're created to be part of a community. And I believe that God gives us needs he also wants uh, wants to meet those needs and to put us in a community where those needs can be met. And that that when those needs are met, that's when we thrive. And when we're in a home, a family, a community where those needs are not being met, then it causes issues. It causes problems. And so here's Dinah. There's so much drama going on around her. Her father is has is married to her mother and her aunt, and there's tension there. There's competition there, and it's all about, I believe, it's all about, you know, having the guys, and she's just a girl, a woman trapped in the middle of it. And so she goes out looking for women, looking for companionship, and she gets in trouble, and somebody takes advantage of her, and it says, did you hear how it says he spoke softly? He he spoke sweet things to her. And she was looking to meet the needs that were legitimate needs, and she got burned. And so many times I've read this, and I've seen myself, I've seen others that I know, and I think, you know, sometimes our need for, to to be loved, to be cared for, to be valued will lead us to the wrong people, the wrong kind of people and the wrong places. And we as moms, we have to be there for our children. If we don't fill their cup, they're going to go get it filled somewhere else. Now, I can't meet all of my children's needs, especially as they get older 
you know, they've got needs that they're they're having to learn how to get those needs met in legitimate ways. And mama can't do everything for them. Mama can't meet all their needs. But when they're little, I was constantly trying to fill their emotional cup. Because if we don't fill their emotional cup, they will go looking for it somewhere else. And regard, we cannot protect them. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we can protect them from all the evil and all the bad things out there. But my goal has always been that they know that at home, somebody cares about them and somebody wants to hear about their day and somebody will pray for them and will be there for them. And we as moms, we just need to be aware of that. We just need to to keep that in the back of our mind or in the front of our minds when we're raising children, that they need more from us than just a meal and a place to sleep and clean clothes. They need to be valued and loved, and they have emotional needs that at least as long as they will allow, as long as the Lord will allow, that we can meet. And when they get older, they are naturally drawn more to their peers and to others and eventually a mate. But while they're under our roof, while God has given us the grace to, to be their mom in close proximity, we have the awesome privilege of being able to fill their cup, to fill their emotional cup. And guys, that gets really hard when we ourselves are struggling. And I just want to tell you, I'm, I, the last thing I want to do is put a burden on you. If you've been through a season of trauma where you're just trying to hold it together, um, you know, I know that there's grace for you. There's always enough grace. He always gives us enough grace. He doesn't take us through something and not give us the grace to handle it. So I'm not trying to put a burden on you if you've been through an, just a roller coaster. But I'm what I'm saying is that once the roller coaster slows down, by the grace of the Lord, be there for them. Be their safe place. Let them know you you want to listen. You have ears to hear what they're going through. What what how has this affected them, right? And there's no condemnation in Christ. But be there emotionally for them. And that can be as simple as kissing them goodnight. You know, for many years I kissed my boys goodnight. And some nights I would have rather eat dirt. <laughs> to be honest with you, I was so tired. And I just thought, Lord, if I could just lay down. But I knew there was something in me and I just have to, to give God the credit. I knew this is important time. This is valuable real estate when it comes to time. Because, you know, especially when you've had a trying day with them, there's something about that nighttime kiss goodnight where all is right in the world. And, you know, we get to forgive them. You ever had to forgive your kids? I have. They didn't know it, but I did. And you know, they get to forgive you and you get to forgive them. 
And if there's anything that you've done to hurt them, you get to ask them for forgiveness. You get to pray with them. You get to kiss boo-boos. You know, you get to kind of wrap up the day on a good note, even if it was a bad day. And that is filling their cup. That's being there for them. Now, as they get older, they don't want mama to fill up their cup as much, but you're there. You know, the other night, I was dog tired. The bed was calling me. I had four things. I remember thinking, if I can just do these four things, I can climb into the bed. I think it was like brush my teeth, wash my face, change clothes, start the dishwasher. You know, it was like four things. If I can just do these four things, I can climb into that bed because I had to get up at five the next morning. And as I'm in, you know, in the middle of these four things, my oldest son, David, comes to me and says, Mama, can we talk? And everything in me is screaming, no, no, we can't talk. And by the grace of the Lord, I just smiled and I said, yes, honey, that would be great. I didn't feel it inside. Inside, I I didn't feel it at all. But I knew he's 17. And how many more times is he going to come to me and say, Mama, can we talk? And so being there for them emotionally, it is taxing sometimes, but we can do it by the grace of the Lord. We can do it. Now we're going to mess it up sometimes. You know, there's not that he has come to me and said that. And I've just been like, honey, I can't right now. I've just got to get in bed. I'm so tired. And he'd say, okay, mama, that's fine. And, you know, and that's it. But the nights that you can Let those be more than the nights that you can't, right? Let the times you get it right just be a little more than the times you get it wrong by the grace of the Lord. And see yourself as filling up that cup. You're you're there for them because if we don't fill up their emotional cup, then they are going to go into the land and look for someone who's going to speak softly to them. We're going to make a home where they don't need to do that. We're going to give them a safe place where we're not so caught up in all of our drama and everything that we're going through that we can't meet the needs of those that are under our care. Amen. I love you guys and I pray for you. I pray for blessings over you and for God's grace on you daily. Because I know that it's a tough job, but guys, it has eternal rewards and it is, it's a good, it's a good job. Being a mom is the best, the bestest of jobs, right? Father, I thank you for my friends today. I thank you for grace. Lord, you fill our cups so we can fill their cups. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to pour love into them, that, Lord, they would know no matter where they go, no matter how old they are, there is somebody in this world who loves me, and that's my mom. And, Lord, we're so imperfect. But, Lord, by your grace, I ask you, Lord, to help us to push aside our own drama, our own fears, our own worries, and Lord, to comfort them and to be there for them when they need us most. And Lord, where we've messed up, help us to forgive ourselves and move on. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless.
I hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at gracefromahome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.